Hey, so this is our wrap up. Eleven week uh, series that was supposed to be six, but turned out to be double, like almost double. Uh, it's been an amazing time spending it with everyone, learning a lot, also from you all. Um, and stay tuned; it's not the end of it. There's so much that we still didn't cover, and lots of ideas that we got from some of you that reached out and wanted to um, uh, kind of like give more ideas and more things that we should cover. So. We decided to wrap up the first series. And Do you guys start. realize that that's three months almost? Yeah. It's like amazing. That's it really? It's crazy. Is it 12 amazing? weeks. Yeah. That's true. 12 weeks plus the, the delay. Oh. Right. That's true. So yeah, almost three months we've been doing this together, everyone. Um, but yeah, so we're going to be kicking off soon the effective dating series series 2.0 so all the things that we still didn't cover on, in this one and more uh will be featured on the next one um so if you have things in the next week or two three that you wanna you know you think is going to be important to include whatever it is always reach out um we basically put everything uh hopefully putting everything in and um including all the ideas and all the topics that need to be discussed. So today, uh, I do want to talk about uh, the idea of being picky. It's something that I hear a lot from people that are commenting about other people. Maybe she or he's being too picky and this and that, or maybe they don't even know what they want. So I was thinking it's going to be important to, you know, talk about that for a few minutes and then hear your thoughts as well. So... Yeah, I mean, being picky, you know, are you being too picky or maybe you are being too picky is something that I hear so many times and it can be really painful and really uncomfortable to many people out there, many singles that haven't necessarily found the right one, but they don't necessarily think they are uh, too picky. They're just looking for the right person and the time hasn't come yet. That makes sense. Um, now, whether you are being too picky in your dating choices or not, it is tough to know. It's tough to figure out sometimes, even for your own self, to know, like, am I, am I being too much? Am I having too much expectations? Or this is something that really is important for me. At the end of the day, we're looking for life pa partners, so I can't compromise certain things. Uh, so we're going to speak about this and hopefully kind of shed some light on this. Um, and as we understand and we know, everyone, but everyone have expectations that they're not willing to give up on. You know, it could be age, it could be height, it could be certain look, um, it could be weight, profession, salary, and I can give you a whole list. It could be many, many, many things. Um, you can have one expectation, you can have thousand expectations or things that you really want and you're not willing to compromise on. But one thing is for sure, you want to make sure also that you, um, you, you want to make sure that you are not missing on the way that great guy or great girl that could be your soulmate, but just because you have so much expectations and so many things that you want from one person, which sometimes could be unrealistic, but you have to think about it. You have to look through it. Um, so... I came up with this um, exercise that I've seen uh, written in a few books, and I thought, you know, it's a good idea to actually do that, share it with everyone. You might have heard of it. Um, and this is something that can help us to avoid from really missing the boat, let's put it this way, when it comes to, hey, I missed the right person, or I didn't even know, but I've been so busy in my own bubble and kind of like didn't even pay attention to the right people that could have been a good fit for me, but I was so busy with the million things that I want from that one person that it just wasn't realistic. I wasn't realistic. So here, we have that exercise that, like I said, can help us identify. So what I usually suggest is to take a blank paper and you need quiet. Obviously, you need to be focused when you do that. Um, and you write on it, you divide it to three columns, and you write one is must-have, things that I must have, it's like I'm not going to compromise. 
the second thing, second column is going to be nice to have. You know, so that's, you know, it's, it's nice if they have, but if they don't, you're not going to decline that person right away. Um, and some of the things will be bonus. So the third will be bonus. Now, when you sit quietly and with no distractions, you need to try and put all, think about everything that's important for you and put it on this, like, in these columns. And you're going to divide it, whether it's something that you have to have, you, it's going to be nice for you to have, or you think it's a bonus and you're going to be lucky to have. Um, for some people, let's say, having a college degree is a must. Some people um, want to marry someone who is a lawyer or a doctor. For them, it's a must. They're not going to look at anyone else. We're not talking here about what's right or wrong. I'm just saying what happens with people um, from you know, working with so many people your age. Um, some people say it's going to be nice to have nice parents-in-law or whatever. The family is going to be a nice bonus. It's not even like something that I'm really valuing so much, but it's going to be nice. Um, some people can say, no, the guy or the girl, they need to come from money. Whatever, wherever their, I would say, head is, whatever the, wherever their values are, that's what they're going to put in these columns. So whatever you have in your head that you think is important for you, you're going to put in these columns. So I'll give you examples I made here, like a, a table, and I put quite a few you know, examples of each. So for example, must-have, things that I've heard you know, in the past. Um, so it could be below a certain age. I don't want someone who is past whatever, the age of 30. I'm just making up. Um, ability to control anger, shared values. Uh, they must have college degree. They must uh, be, no, they must have the ability to be a good father or mother. And then you're going to have to figure out how you check that. It's not an easy thing to do. Um, that person have a desire to have children, because I know I want to, so it has to match. Um, they respect their parents. Uh, they have a spiritual direction. They are Jewish, they're Jewishly involved. So these are the things that, just examples of what people um, have been writing in the past. Now, nice to have. Some people have written, you know, love of the outdoor, control of screen time, uh, tolerance of my mother, uh, control of bad language, control of eating, the desire to visit Israel, good sense of humor, um, good job. And then bonus, some people wrote, uh, you know, someone who would love my parents and really connect to my family, someone who is from the East Coast or the West Coast, same background as I am, someone who is enjoying, uh, you know, we said the outdoors, but loves skiing, um, rich, lawyer, doctor. So you got some ideas of what people have in mind sometimes when they are looking for someone. So they just put it in these columns. Now, when you finish the exercise, it might take you time, you know, to think about everything. And over time, you can always add things. Now, this will help clarify for you, at least, what you're looking for. What are the things that are deal breakers for you that you must have? What are the things that are nice? What are the things that are going to be bonus? Now, I do suggest referring back to this page, let's say that you're writing or typing, every few months and move certain phrases or certain things that you wrote, you can move them around because it could be that you have something that now you think it's a must and then in a few months after whatever, certain experiences or personal growth or anything, and then it turns to be like, okay, it's not a deal breaker for me. It's going to be nice to have. So you can move, you switch things around because we're always changing. Um, and it's not a bad thing when we change, you know, the, the things in between the columns. It actually shows you that you're growing. You're maturing in your dating process. You're maturing, you know, in your life you're hopefully having better pictures of what you want and what you need. Now, another thing that I think is really important to mention, and some people look at it as when you date effectively and, and you're focused, some people may tell you, you're being a bit too picky. Like, what are you thinking? 
like you're so specific. Um, but what we found is the opposite because when you are focused and you know your head is on the, the game, like you know what you're looking for, or at least what you're not looking for, you know what are your deal breakers, you're not going to end up wasting time with the wrong people. Because as we spoke about it, the idea is not just like being out there and date. The idea is investing yourself in the healthy relationship and in a relationship that will take you further, hopefully to marriage. Um, so in fact, taking the route of being more cautious and knowing and not just going out with anyone and whatever, like anyone that's suggested or you see on the apps, is actually being smart. And hopefully, it will help you save time in you know, not being in unhealthy and unnecessary relationships and hopefully finding the right person sooner. So that's pretty much what, something that I thought would be really, um, really important to mention and to speak about when it comes to focus dating, being picky, figuring out what is picky, what is not, like what's important for me, what might be okay, you know, whether they have it or not, I'm still gonna, you know, look into them and, you know, they can be a good prospect. Um, and so I would love to hear your thoughts. What do you guys think? What you think it's something that makes sense? You think it's still, you know, doing focus dating is still being too picky? I would love to hear your thoughts. And if you wanna. Yeah, I just wanna throw in that one of the greatest proofs that you're not being picky is if you're able to turn down someone who's even attractive to you. Right. Um, because you know that the values or the virtues are not on the same tune with the direction that you want to go. So, um, or that you're attracted to them. Even you're you're attracted to them. But you're physically attracted to them. Yeah. And uh, you're able to turn away. To me, that's the greatest proof that you're not being picky. So if somebody comes to you and says, what, you got, are you crazy? She's beautiful. Like, what are you or thinking? He, what are you thinking? <laughs> yeah. And you turned away that. and they're saying to or someone has this thought, or your parent, or someone who's close to you, obviously, you are being so picky. Uh, you're not being picky. You're actually being effective dating. And that's why we wanted to close off. You're being off. smart. You're being smart with your dating. And that's why we found it so, so important to end off this um, tonight with this concept because you will find that you're turning people away. Um, not often, but many times and early on in the game because you realize that this guy's just make, wasting my time. Wasting my time. I don't care whether we look cute together and my best friend told me that we're so cute for each other. I don't care. It's not for me. And, and a person that does that, I think is a great, sign that they are not being too picky do you think there are other signs what are other signs that you're not being picky when you close and you say okay i'm not continuing with this person are there any signs? it's very hard to tell when it's yourself and you're emotionally triggered how do i know if i'm really being picky or maybe i shouldn't i should continue so would you do you have any other signs i would love to hear from you guys any other signs that will be able to tell you, okay, you are making the right choice, moving on, or maybe you are really being picky. Are there any signs from your end? Well, I think you need to clarify what you mean by, by picky because you can be very picky, meaning which to most of us probably means you have very high standards and a large set high of criteria standards. that yeah. the person has to meet. So high when, standards, you, yeah. when you reject someone that you... Even, even if you say high standards, you reject someone that you find physically attractive, it doesn't actually mean you're not picky, right? It actually means you're more picky because you're just, you're, all you know about that person is that uh, that didn't do it for you. Like their attractiveness didn't, wasn't good enough, right? So No, I'm I saying if you are attracted. What? Right, no, I get it, I get it. Oh, okay, fine. So, but, but that it didn't matter, right? So the fact that you're willing to reject someone who is attractive to you, it doesn't mean you're not picky, right? It just means that you're not going to date someone just because they're attractive. And a very right. picky person would break, would break up with that person, right? Because if you're picky, it's like, okay, she has to be funny and she has to be very outgoing and 
good so I would say like picky situation. in a good way, not not like just picky because I yeah. want uh, someone who is just a ten and this and that. And, and she has to that, be yeah. that good looking. Right, that's picky. Well, I think that you're right. It's very good because we need to redefine what picky is now. Yes. Um, and I think that picky means that your focus is. I think is too objectified and too materialistic. You have to understand that most of dating or most of our problems in dating is either I'm too physically involved with this or um, and I'm not spiritually involved with this person. It's always about am I looking at this person for their soul or am I just looking at this person for their body? It, this is a big ba- this is the big battle of dating. It's the physical, it's the Yetzirah versus the Yetzirah in looking at this person. Don't, don't get me wrong, physical attraction is very important. You just need both. But it, when it overpowers me and it blinds me, this is where, yeah. So to redefine picky means um, I'm, you know, I'm saying, you know, I, I'm saying simple. no. You're, just, you're, saying, yeah. you're saying picky in terms of physical attraction. That's all you're saying. You're not saying picky across the board. Picky, when you say picky, you mean physically picky. Yes. Yeah, you shouldn't I think, be too I think, physically yeah. picky because then you disqualify good people. Exactly. So if exactly. you see someone yeah. and you're like, okay, she is not going to be my movie star that I was dreaming of and I'm not going to date her. Um, but and then you she walk has all away. the other qualities that you probably could be perfect for you, but just because she didn't hit the ten or the nine, then you lo- you just missed out on something. Give it some time, so that could be. And, and we're talking about someone that there is attraction, okay? We're but I saying, think I think he's right in a way. The idea point. of picky, it's more like in the materialistic, materialistic aspect, world, yes. Because being picky, let's put it this way: in the spiritual world. It's super important. You are going to be picky. Let's say you were picky. I was picky. Yes. When I was looking for someone that from my end, like if it didn't reach the expectations like Jewishly or values. So for me, I wouldn't go out with them. So that's definitely. uh, Yeah, I like the, the, you know, that you pointed it out. It's a good definition. I think that's a good, good one. We'll add it. Do you think you can be too picky, though, on a value sense of spiritually too? I think they are extreme in everything, of course. I think some people can be... Sometimes you can just like, okay, chill out. I mean, if they're doing this and this and this, it's good enough. I mean, you can grow together. I mean, there are options out there, but, you know, there are basics, I think, and every person will define what their basics are. I was going to say, I think you can be picky, but you have to be willing to compromise. So kind of put... And... Even with the three categories, there can kind of be, I think, some, at least my opinion, there could be some that's kind of like in the middle of two categories. Where it's like, mm-hmm. I would, where it doesn't fully fit in like the must have, or like the I can compromise, it's kind of like a little in between. Yeah, and I think that that uh, chart is really easy to help you seeing, oh, wait a second, this is not a, a must have, and this is a nice to have, or this, it's right. really important to define it, your terms. It helps you, f- you know, really clarify things. Cause mm-hmm. like sometimes in our head, when we don't put it out on like a paper in our head, every, a lot of things seem so important. I mean, we have a lot of things that are important for us, but once you write it down and you have these thin definition between must have and nice to have or nice to have and bonus, it's probably going to be easier for you to define. And then when you put it into that, these categories, um, you'll be able to look at it and say, oh, you know, and maybe change it every few months. That's fine. But right. I actually see. had a... Oh. Uh, sorry, I was just going to say that you could see that yeah. how just having this conversation shows how tricky this process is. Of course. So yeah. we, we're I, understanding the challenge of this process of... of Really saying, okay, am I being picky or not? Is it's a hard one. It's really tough. Yeah. So sorry. Just yeah, Joseph. Joseph. Rabbi, I think I think you should phrase the question in: How do you know if you're being picky for your too? How do you know? I forgot the first part of your question, but the second part shouldn't be if you're being too picky. It's if you're being too picky for your own good. Yeah. Or it's actually like hindering you. Yeah. And I like: Are you being too open and too humble and and or? Are you allowing or do you not know what you want or maybe you have too many expectations or not? Yeah. So maybe you have too many expectations or maybe you don't know what you want at all. Yeah. I mean, is it easy or is it like standards? You have to take that first step. Right. What I can add also to what you said, um, 
I think the question can be both ways and it is tricky. So what I think, you know, and what I was meaning from the first place is something that I've heard from quite a few people that said, um, yeah, my family, let's say they say, they really think, my parents think that I'm way too picky and they just drive me mad about it. I've heard it from like so many times. And they say like, oh, you're not going with anyone. Every, everyone has a problem from your point of view. Like you're not, you know, so... Whether that person is picky or not, that's their job to define what's important for them, what's not, work on themselves. I'm not saying that's not a job that person needs to do. Of course you need to do that. But when other people say it to you, it doesn't always mean that it's true, meaning there are things that we're not willing to compromise, and that's not a bad thing. That's okay. There are things that we do want to stand strong and not compromise on when it comes to values, when it comes to whatever it is that's important for you. Uh, but that still doesn't um, take it's away the painful, idea. It's a painful yeah. statement that someone can tell you. Because yeah. is there anybody that thinks in their own eyes that they're picky? Of course not. Everyone thinks that if I find the right girl or I guy, will <laughs> I will do it. Yeah. But, you know, this statement is a painful statement that people can throw at you. And... Um, Especially you know, in the older ages, because people 100%. are like, what do you mean? I've dated for like so many years. What do you want from me? I've tried my best. I just haven't best. found the right person. Also, just <laughs> another part to what you said, Rabbi. Yeah, so what I was saying was, to your point, and also this might be a separate point, maybe the person who's, quote unquote, too picky doesn't know they're too picky and they're, they're always playing victim. It okay. doesn't even play into what this is. I think this is a good topic. Maybe it's totally unrelated, but... No, no, you're right. And that's what I'm yeah, saying. That... Yeah. you're right and more not, you know i think you're right and that's why but it's not the job of someone else to tell you that that can be that's very the painful point. yeah the point is that it has to come from either a mentor or someone that you would listen to and you are actually going to work on it so you have to start defining what's really important for me what's gonna be nice what's gonna be a bonus and hopefully that will help that person to kind of be a bit more flexible you know, I also think you have to go into something with not having the check boxes in your head. I mean, I can't feel like a lot of us have, but you need to go in with an open mind and hoping that some of them will be checked and some things you'll be willing to compromise because you can't you can't negotiate the chemistry or the attraction you have with the person if you if some of the things do line up. For sure. Just naturally. Yeah. But also but- you should know that having having op- open mindedness and you would agree, Sarah. I'm just I'm just adding and emphasizing this point, but having open mindedness is important till the point where you don't define your own ba- your own terms of who you are. You know, like right. that's when it gets dangerous. Where what what am I like? If I don't know what I must have, there must be some things that you have to have, like in a in a relationship. That's really if, important for you. That's really important because there's some people that actually don't have any terms. They don't have any boundaries. No. V- no clear definitions of what they really want. And that's also not so healthy. It's like somebody who has no fences in his house and no boundaries, no locks on his doors so anyone can come in. He's, he's, when, you, when you have a nice fence around your house, it gives you more of an identity of who you are. So we, have to, we do have to understand that having this open, absolute open-mindedness to anything and everything that comes in my way, it, it actually makes dating harder sometimes. Uh, uh, I'm not saying you were saying this. I'm just, I'm just throwing this point. No, in. I agree with everything you're saying. Cause I do have a lot of boundaries. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I am a very picky person. <laughs> like I have it all. I wish I heard this conversation like a while ago. Yeah. So yeah, no, you, you're right. Uh-huh. Though. It's good. To, it's good to add these points. Cause I feel like it's, um, it's clarifying more things, you know, and we, we yeah. recognize the fact that it's important to have, some things that we know it's really important for me, like whether it's basic core values or whatever it is that you know, I need this. But in the other hand, same thing. I mean, I really believe in being open-minded. Don't be closed-minded. If for they sure. didn't take all your boxes, that doesn't mean it's not going to work. For sure. Just give a chance. I'm very into giving chances. Not for too long, but... Yeah. yeah. I'm, just, I'm just pointing out that there must be a must-have list. It's yeah. important to have a must-have list in your definitions because that means you have something to define of who you are. So if you know who you are, then you know who you would who want. What you need and what you, and what you need. Yeah. So there is right, a need to have a And that growing and having values. Yeah. What were you yeah. saying? Sorry? That stems from just like actually like growing up and maturing and having the values, realizing how you do want to date. Yes, yes. 
Exactly. I, I think one, one of the, sorry, Amri, I'm going to get, get into you, but I think one of the most beautiful things in a person is actually when you see those boundaries. This, I think there's an attraction to that uh, personally. When you see somebody who's grounded, they have certain boundaries, they, you know, they don't, they don't cross those boundaries. There's certain red lines. They just because someone's going to pay them 20 bucks, they're not going to take the shirt off and, and do something ridiculous in public. You know, I'm just giving you a random example that came to my head, but there's like, you know, Oh, I'll pay you 20 bucks and jump in the lake. You know, you'll do that when you're 16. There's, there's certain things which, uh, I'm talking about myself. There was a disgusting lake in, in England, which was so old and stank. And someone was like, and I'll pay 20, 25 bucks to jump in the lake. And I did it. So I was a kid, you know, teenager. So I don't uh, judge. That's fine. No, I don't care. But um, I'll probably still do it now. If somebody did. But anyway, um, um, but, but yeah, you know, like I'm just giving, I'm just pointing out how boundaries are so uh, crucial in helping your dating as well. So, you know, that's... Yes, Omri, what were you saying? So I think that um, wanting to date only Jewish already makes you very picky. So in a lot of other regards, you don't get to be picky about anything else. So, I mean, and that's something that I've found really, really difficult, right? Like, it seems like the more Jewish girls that I meet, the more disappointed I become every day. So I think that we should all lower our standards. But also, I want to mention that Judaism doesn't really, like, believe in the concept of, like, having one soulmate, at least not as far as I understand. Uh, it's a very statistically improbable idea. And really, like, I've come to I've come to grips with this point that I'm never going to meet, like, a Jewish girl, especially not here in L.A., that really has all the exact, like, little things I'm looking for. And I know some of them take less priority than others, but I'm... I mean, I'm making myself sound like a snowflake. I'm not really, everybody a, in this I'm not really a snowflake, but I do have very peculiar interests that most girls I, I would like You'll to find it. Guys, I know I came out a little bit late. Um, I would like to point out that I'm pretty sure every single one of us in here is single. And that means that none of us have found exactly what we're looking for yet. And I know that it's really easy to say, like, I haven't found it. And I've been looking and I've been trying and I don't know if it exists or maybe it exists, but it hasn't happened. Like all of these excuses that we come up with and all of us, like, I really believe are still going to find the soulmate that we're meant for or the soulmates that we're meant for. If like, you know, if there's more than one and the God just directs us to one of them. Um, But just because it hasn't happened yet doesn't mean that it's time to give up. Exactly. I, I totally, I, I agree with them, with Becca. And I think we spoke about it when it comes to positive attitude as well. That uh, helps you in many ways to bring in blessings to your, you know, to your life and be able to present yourself in the in best way possible to the right people. So you are attracting the right people. I would just say, I mean, from a business strategy, strategy from, a, from a non-religious perspective, if you don't if you don't strive, you're never going to get to where you're striving. I mean, if you it doesn't don't believe in something. You're there's only a few people that win the lottery, you know, that's it. But most people that made it big, if you, if you listen to all the people that made it big when it comes to business, when I believe business is really, at, at dating and business is both Hashem, in Hashem's hands. Right. Exactly. It's, it's like almost, it's like 90% in Hashem's hands. So we do our part, but... You've got to just want it. You've got to strive for it. I believe that the people that think big get big. It's, it's literally like that. If you don't have that big plan, then obviously, then the big plan won't happen. It won't just come to you unless you actually dream of it. You know, there's one big rabbi who was, you've got to be positive about it. There's one big rabbi who was, uh, you know, after the Holocaust, he decided to go to Israel and build a yeshiva. No money. No one's got a penny. The country's this just about trying to build itself. It was literally before the, the country, the state of Israel was created and he was knocking on doors to try and make money to open a yeshiva. So there's at least some Jewish learning today. That yeshiva is the biggest yeshiva in the world. And when people asked him the craziest thing, they asked him many questions and the one person said to him, rabbi, you're dreaming. So he looks back at him and he says, I may be dreaming, but I am awake. And that kind of attitude, you know, I may be dreaming, but I'm awake and I'm here knocking on my door, on your door. 
that kind of attitude is what's going to get you to the direction that you want to get to. You can't just um, get to places without actually having some effort in wanting it. So there has to be that element of belief. There has to be that positivity. And you know what? Most people get it. Look at the world. Look at the way the world works. Most people actually do find their soulmate. Okay, at so point, yeah. at some point. So this this idea has to literally be changed. We have to change direction of the way we're thinking. You can get it, and if you don't think of it that way, it won't happen. So you have to think of it that way. Yeah, no. That's the first stage: is thinking. Yeah, the person is there. You know, the soulmate is there. That's not the point. The point is when is the right time. To meet that person, and that's in Hashem's hands. It's not really in our hands, right? So I, I'm, in general, I'm in agreement with what you're saying. Like, I mean, I understand this is a process that takes a lot of time. I guess I'm like frustrated with where I think I should be in the process, or where I think I should be, like my dating life versus where I am now. But that might be more like of an internal judgment. That's an impersonal thing that we need to. Yeah, I don't want to make this about me, right? Um, There's also something that could be said about like how quickly you think you want to get married and you should get married, right? And sometimes people might be willing to make compromises based on that like period of length or based on that timeline that they might have not been willing to make otherwise. And it's something that's very prevalent in Judaism, especially in certain communities. So I, I like to bring that up as a point, as a, as a talking point. Okay, thank, thank you. you. Oh, wait, I thank think you. almost all of us have probably felt what you are feeling. I don't think there's a doubt about it. I mean, all of us have probably been in a position where like, oh, we want that person to just fall from the sky and meet everything. Of course. It can be very discouraging. Exactly. That's why it's a lot of work. (laughs) That's the thing. I think there's also like the, the, like the self-fulfilling prophecy, like idea in psychology where if you come in like, okay, I'm not going to meet anyone that's a good fit. And then you go on a date, you're going to wait for the girl or the guy to say one thing and be like, see, yeah, that's why they're not a good fit. Like, look, they said this thing instead good of point. Yeah, you're yeah. going to be almost like subconsciously looking for a reason for them not to be not to be good for you. It's, it's true. It, it happens a lot. This mindset has to change. It literally has to. Ch- anyway, but that's um, but that's really, really important. It's important to have that mindset of positivity. It's going to happen. It's hard. You know what? I. I got married at a very young age, but before I did get married, I'm like, no, it's never going to happen. I, I remember saying that to somebody, and I was young. It's not like my mind and my upbringing is very different, so you have to understand. But I was definitely going through that thought, never going to happen, never going to happen. And you know what? It did. Look, look, what I, look what I got. So I believe that you can all get something very, very special, and it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah, and you all have talents work you know and, and personal growth in life you know 100 percent to work hard some people need to work less some people need to work more everyone have their challenges in different places some people it's dating some people it's finding a job some people it's health we never know what the package for us of course and we just have to yeah and omri you have some great things to like i tell you you're a talented man you're very wise no, 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 you're no, no, smart no no Next, okay, please. I'll cut it out. But you know, I, I personally really enjoy having you around. You're, you're an amazing guy. Okay, so um, what I want to do is move on because before we actually have tonight a very big surprise um, of an idea. Did you tell them in the email that we're going to do this? Uh, I think so. I Share put, with them the uh, resume? Yeah, no, I, I put okay. out the, uh, dating, um, the idea of having a dating resume. And I've spoken to some of you. We're very excited about it. And so we decided to present it tonight. Um, you know, and it can make things easy and clear. So, okay. Before we'll I go, go through, into that, you, you do what you Okay, so we'll go through the resume. But I just want to throw in some other points that I think is really important before we close off this dating series. Yes. Um, in terms of making sure that our dating is effective. Uh, there's certain things that we shouldn't talk about and certain ways of talking back to the point of communication. But um, when it comes to talking about money, okay, this yes. is always a topic. And we noticed that it was a topic in the past dating series between guys and girls. Um, you know, it's discussing money is not just an issue in dating. It's an issue in marriage as well. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Definitely different. But it's an issue in all areas, okay? So the first thing that we need to do is differentiate. It will always get, it says, 
בשלושה דרכים האדם ניכר, a person is recognized or brings out his true colors in three ways, one of them is in money. So, um, we spoke about that in the past. But discussing money in general, we've got to make sure that, and this is so important, when you're dating, you don't talk about money of what ifs. Okay, what if in five years from now, we would get, mar- we would get married and... We were going to have a house and, you know, how would we afford to pay for those kids? And what kind of, ki- what kind of school do you want? I mean, you went to, but what if? And how would, we, so how would we do it? And finances. And there's so many irrelevant topics that can come up when it comes to what if in general. Not just with money, but in general, this idea of what's going to be when who knows what's going to be anyway. You know how many people thought what's going to be? In the past few months, look how things have changed. So you never know what's going to be. As much as we think we're in control of the future, we are not. So I think that when it comes to money, or at least in dating, um, it's really, really, really important that we avoid our conversations of what-if types of money. And just in terms of, you know, things about now, you know, there's certain things that are really troubling you, like the cost of your Uh, you're dating and how you're paying for all the drinks and all the food every time. So at some point you've got to talk about it. But um, that's something which is current and it's now. Something which is to do with the future that is irrelevant is pointless. I even could say that I remember us talking before we got married about what kind of school do we, would we want our kids to go into. And the whole discussion was pointless. Looking back now, it was just pointless. Um, and, and I so think many things changed. so many like, things no. changed. Like we ended up in Oregon. There's no schools there. <laughs> you know, we homeschooled. So that whole discussion was about, it went well, but at the end of the day, it was like, it was, it was getting too much between us because yeah. we always, you know how, when you date, you want to make sure that it, it ends off well. So you end up dragging it longer and longer. So it, we, we, it went well, but at the end of the day, looking back now, what a waste of time, what a waste of energy. You know, it was such a waste of energy. So there's so much of what ifs. It's a lack of emunah, I believe. It's a lack of faith. And it's not healthy, especially in terms of money. So that's uh, something that I wanted to throw in. Avoid as much as you can talking money uh, when dating. And, at least um, at the beginning, I would say. Eventually, you would obviously talk about that. Yeah, there's certain things that you have to talk about. You know, the yeah. wedding. And, and, and also, if, if you do talk about that, And that's the next thing I wanted to say. If you are going to talk about things that are necessary for now or the current situation that you're in, the future, the wedding, or whatever it is that you're going to be talking about, at least make a deadline for how long you want this conversation to go on and um, you know, a certain time for when you want to have this conversation. You don't want to talk about this all the time and freely. You, know, you have to have a deadline or, okay, I need to think about this. Let me think about this. And have a deadline for when you're actually going to come up to terms with an agreement when it comes to money. But I don't think that there should be this endless conversation with no goal, with no thought. It needs to be really calculated. So I think that's really, really important. And it can be very, um, it can be painful and, and pointless. There's a lot of conversations that could be pointless when it comes to talking about money. Um, and that's really something that I wanted to mention. I remember that in the past um, uh, dating series that we had, we spoke about looking for signs. And that is like almost like a religious thing, you know? Oh, there's a sign here. We're both, we both have the same birth date, you know? So maybe we are made for each other because we dated each other and we both have the same birth date. I want to tell you, that signs are great for after you get married or for the wedding night, right? For the, for the big celebration, you can talk about all the similarities that you have with each other. But signs before you make the confirmation that you're made for each other are very distracting. And I then mean, yeah. they could be directing you in the absolutely wrong direction. For instance, you could, be, you could have already uh, broken up with somebody and then because... You realize that, oh my goodness, she called me uh, just on the day that I was thinking about her 
and it's been two months already, and it was the same hour or the same day that I was thinking about, and she sent me the same message that I was thinking about. It's cra- it must have been God. Suddenly everyone comes so religious. It must have been God. You know, there's a sign. So those signs are actually in the direction of what you want. So you're biased to those signs. So they mean nothing. They're not signs. Basically. They're not signs. <laughs> I'm just saying they could be great signs for after. Once you are married, you can look back and you can say, oh my goodness, do you realize we were both born on the right. same date? It, it's just insane, right? Yeah. So you could talk about that after, but using that as a form of direction to knowing whether you're made for each other is not anything. It's nothing. Okay, so I wanted to say throw that in because I remember we said that last time and we didn't mention that in this dating series. So... Um, don't get religious on all those signs. You could do that after you get married, but not before. So that's one of the things uh, I also wanted to mention. Are there any other thoughts, by the way? Do you have any thoughts about that? Do you agree, disagree? You should look for signs. Anything about signs? Anyone into signs? No? What about just like, it's not really a sign, but just something intangible, if if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, there's similarities and compatibilities are good things to have you know those are great things to have with your date but i don't think they are the defining terms of whether you should be uh for sure with this person or not yeah go you jordan you were you were giving me another example just you were saying something no no that's all i just mean something that you can't exactly like define like i don't know what that i don't know what it is just just like an intangible factor that you can't describe yeah i mean you have to you know. never know though you would never know you never I mean, know if it's something but i guess if it's such a strong something that you may be feeling and it it's just like a one-off you can always like i don't know discuss it with someone and see maybe does that make sense is that something that but in general i don't know yeah signs are are signs they're not they're not anything they are beautiful once you get married but yeah. using them before can direct you in the wrong place yeah I you know think- yeah. I think maybe we need to clarify what a sign is because right. people think of it differently. Like I think of a sign as something that's a coincidence exactly, um, and not like if it's a feeling, that's one thing. If it's a feeling or if it's a compatibility or connection, right. like those can fall in other categories. But a sign, at least to me, I don't know if this is like Rabbi Jack and Cheer, how you would describe it, but it's like yeah. like the birthday example that you use, like some like wild coincidence that you're taking as like, a um like a suggestion that something should be a certain way exactly beautiful well well described and and exactly what we did it way better than we did so that's exactly what we're trying to say is is using coincidences to prove to you that this person's made for you as opposed to using the values and the compatibility and the similarities We're, we're just trying to show that even though judaism does believe in a higher power and we do But we're also very, and divine providence, we're also extremely realistic. And it's really important that you are realistic with yourself and know that you have to be looking for the person in who they are and their values and what they they have to offer as opposed to these uh, coincidences. Afterwards, you can look back at them and I promise you all those signs are real, right? It's a sign from God. But before, they can take you into the wrong places. So that's really the, the idea here. Um, yeah, any like, other thoughts? I feel, like society, I feel yeah. like society puts such a large weight on like commonalities that you have with people. Like when your friend goes on a date and they come back from it, they're like, oh my gosh, we had so much in common. And it's like, oh, what did you guys have in common? It's like, oh, we drove like the same car. Just like random things like that, that are right. just like, they catch your eye because we have this... in our mind where we're supposed to look at things that we have in common with people but those things just because you have things in common with them doesn't necessarily do anything productive for your relationship with them so it's like we're paying attention to all these small details that aren't in any way relevant to our relationships yes um so when you said that it actually like i i related to it because i feel like we tend to we tend to think about those things when we're dating someone. Basically, we're thinking about all the wrong things, in my opinion. Yes. Commonalities are nice to have, but they're not the defining character. It's, I, I mentioned this in the beginning. Just because you both run the marathon 
You know, it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that every person that runs the marathon needs to get married to each other. You know, it's, it's insane. It's just it's I'm just trying to give you a real picture of how crazy this thought is just because we have a certain commonality we made for each other. So it's good that Melody mentioned that because it's not just coincidences that we call signs is also commonalities that we may call as a sign that we made for each other. And that word, it's a great sign, is, is something that we need to remove from ourselves. We need to be realistic and we need to look at the person for who they really are. And, and if I may add, um, Please. I mean, commonality is obviously something that, like she said, we are looking because you want to see things that are in common. But I think when it comes more to, you know, characteristics or things that can really work, not just shallow or like physical things, then all these things would make sense as well. It would be nice. It's a bonus if those commonalities happen. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's that. You had another, uh, you wanted to say something else. Anyone else want to add anything before you move on to your next, um, Wait, about dating resumes, isn't that something you usually make when you're going through a shidduch process? Yes. Most times, yes. Um, and I would say that, re- what do you mean recently? In the past like few years, uh, people work on their dating resumes because it also helps you. It's kind of like an exercise. It helps you figure out what you want, what you're looking for. And it's also easy to put it out there. So for example, and I'll give you an example. Many people, whether they're religious or not, they reach out to me or Rabbi Jack and it's like, I'm this, I'm that, I'm single, I'm not religious, I am religious, I'm looking for someone. Do you think you have someone that may be a good fit for me? And I'm like, well, do you have anything to show me? Because I don't know you, right? So they usually send me their resumes, not work resume, because I don't really care about a lot of the stuff there, but I want to know about the person as well. And they have references, so I would make phone calls and then... It would be, it's easier to kind of like, oh, you know what? I actually have an idea for you. Let's find a way. Obviously, I speak to the girl as well first to see if she's interested. And then if it is, you know, there is a casual introduction and then they do it, you know, they go with it. So I wouldn't say it's only for religious people. I found that it's very, very helpful just to anyone, just based on our experience. You should write it and throw it in the garbage. Don't give it to anybody. Just write it for yourself. Okay. That was already, that's... <laughs> That's already... It's a good exercise. It's an exercise of knowing what you need and what you want. It's just something, you know. And for those who are really, you know, want to find someone and think, listen, there might be a possibility that that person will come to you through Aislid or through someone that we may know other people in our network might know. So it doesn't hurt to make one and then put it out there. So so you're saying when we go on a date, we shouldn't bring it with us and then hand it to them? No. This is only no, for I'm sure. Kidding, I'm kidding. Yeah. Like a job interview? Yeah, but it's, it's, but it's good that you mentioned that just to make sure. It's, oh, just, to, yeah, I mean, I guess we need to make that clear. It's nothing to do with the date that you I mean, on. if they also had a dating resume and you both handed it to each other, it could be a sign. Yeah. Wow. But if you wanted to make it really pop, so you, you did all sorts of fun Fun design. <laughs> Very but, similar designs. Use the same software or whatever you use to make it. It's meant to be. If you both write a resume and you give it to each other, that really is a good sign. Honestly. Now I'm thinking about it. It would be something if you, and then you got married, it would be something, honestly, that would just be a funny story all the time. That would definitely be funny. Meet? Yeah, that, that would be a, a funny story. But resume is for before because you want to look yeah. into the person first as we talk about you know, effective dating and focused, you first want to see things about that person, maybe find out some stuff about them before you even uh, look into them. That's all. And we are also saying that we will happily take your resume and help you if that's something you would be interested in. If someone wants help in putting it together, I mean, I can show you a sample, but after you can PM me and then I have real people's like samples that they're okay with me sharing. I'm just, you know, blanking, you know, gonna... Put something on their name so you don't really see their name um and then you can see you know what they write just just to have an idea but um yeah is that the next thing that we're doing now or you had something else um yeah that's it i mean we can just go through the resume Should we do yeah that? yeah okay. okay so it's pretty simple i mean you start with your name obviously location 
Usually on the right-hand side, you put a picture. If you're not interested in that, that's fine, but most people do put pictures. Um, I didn't have the time. You don't need a picture of me. <laughs> I was just making up stuff here. Um, and then personal information, you know, background, Jewish, Israeli, you know, affiliation, uh, age, height. Then you go to community, which community you're part of, based where. Uh, so here I even wrote, you know, based in Pico Robertson, Jewish community and Jewish engagement, usually young professionals. It does say something about you if you are involved in something. Um, family, mother, occupation, you know, where from, father, occupation, where from, education, school, grad school, if applicable. If you ever went to yeshiva seminary, if applicable, that's for people that, you know, would be growing and they would also want someone who have been through the same experiences probably. Um, now, the next thing would be career. What are you currently doing? What's your title? You know, another job before that, past experiences. You don't always have to share a million, million things. Um, if you don't have a past job, you just don't fill it out. Um, it's not like a big deal. And then the next thing would be about me and values. And that's for those who want to really see what people write. I can always share with you just resumes from random people that, sh you know, send me theirs uh, without their name. You know, they can talk about their upbringing. They can bring in the Jewish thing or not, depending on, you know, how connected they are and what's important for them uh, and what they're looking for in the other person. And then personal references, which is a really important thing. So you usually put your mentor, someone who really knows you, um, that can, get, can really give good information about you and their... Um, contact information obviously and then you end with your contact information in case the guy just wants to reach out to you or the girl reaches out to you directly um so that's pretty it it's very very simple it's very i would say plain it just gives you and other people that would like to hopefully maybe match you with someone uh some people that knows you obviously people that do know you um it gives a better understanding of what you're looking for when it comes to these things um, so anyone has any questions so far about the idea of having a dating resume or specifically about this one, anything you would like to add? Can I just throw in off? that normally, um, we would get from people dating resumes and they would say, Hey, maybe, you know, you know, someone from a different community, we're connected yeah. with many rabbis and just you know, they all have similar communities to ours and most likely Someone's going to have someone that's compatible, but why not throw yourself out there in a way that you trust and, you know, you're not going to give your name and your information to a random person. It's actually somebody that you can trust and we're not just going to throw it in the public. We're actually going to use it for ways of helping for this yeah, person. Yeah, for to that person that. who's interested, let's say if I think that there is, you know, it's happening, it happened in the past with some of you and many others in our community, and I ask you first, hey, are you interested in me? Like, you know, you want to look into that person once you give me the okay? Because obviously I always have the priority to my community first rather than someone that I don't know. And then if I get the okay, I always just make the introduction and then you go from there. Um, so it never goes without your permission. Um, yeah, anything else? Anyone want to add anything to that? Do you think this is weird? You should say. Baba, can think? you send us templates via email after this? Yes, yeah. for sure. Definitely. Well, thanks. Anyone else? Anyone <laughs> thinks it's weird? <laughs> like you said. <laughs> well, I'm just glad we're not uh, being considered for an automatic shidduch. No, <laughs> that's not, not. I would say it's, it's different, but it's, I don't think it's weird. It's just I've never actually seen one. Like an actual, I've heard about it, but I've right. never actually seen. So I can send like you the, the like the outline of what a dating resume is. Right. So it's interesting. Yeah, I can definitely. It makes sense. That. It's kind of like what your your friends would say. Exactly, just, just written paper. out. You know, it's written on a paper, so it's yeah. easier to have all Wait. the information about you. Wait, uh, does the practice of making dating resumes does it come from H two? Like, are there any other like religious groups that every practice? every religious well, I mean, people that are religious do it. It's not... Um, I meant like outside of Judaism, but only if you knew. Outside um, of Judaism? Probably. I don't know. I don't know. We never looked into it. <laughs> okay. A good question. I'll tell my friends about it. I want to see what they think. My non-Jewish friends. 
Yeah, sure. that would be a nice Maybe thing to hear what they think. I mean, I don't know. I've never, you know, asked someone who is not Jewish. I mean, I think they do, but it's in the form of like a like dating website or something or something yeah. that's like an so they fill up a profile. Yeah. Uh, that's basically a dating resume, right? It's basically you know just having a profile, whether it's on a, on a on an app that has less important things or like serious things. You just put it on a paper and it has like real values on it. You know. Um, I think the idea is there. It's just very different in every community. Dan, did you want to say something? Because you, you were saying something before or not? Uh, you're muted. Muted. Oh, hey. Um, I was just wondering where on the resume we should put how many people we've been with. <laughs> oh. Oh, we that's don't, a, you don't put that on your resume. That's experience. COVID-wise, meaning how many yeah, people you've hung out with while COVID has been. Nope, you don't put that on. Dan, you're so funny. <laughs> Dan, is that what they do on Hinge? <laughs> Dan, you should put sense of humor at the top of your dating resume. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Bold. <laughs> you're muted. At least one of us thinks I'm funny. I can promise that. I think you're funny. Yes. No, Dan, you I, I think you have more than one, so you're good. <laughs> no, you can relax. But yeah, I mean, uh, good question. Anyone else has any other questions um, that they think should be added to a dating resume or not or taken away? <laughs> Dan, if the rabbi says you're funny, then you for sure can add it on your dating resume. <laughs> It's it's official. It's endorsed. You got, you got a hechsher, you know, like a kosher symbol. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Uh, what about what about like um, I know there's a million different types of, and I've taken a lot of them, like the personality test, or like anyone else who studied psychology, oh. like knows all about those. And I know that a lot of places use um, different types of personality tests to like measure out, not like complete compatibility, but at least like get a picture. And I think it's kind of like, you know, if someone has all the same values, then they're more likely to be compatible than someone who doesn't. And I think in the same way, people who have very compatible personality types tend to get along better. So is that something that at least in Judaism, you've seen ever used? So, um, Mm -hmm. yes. And, and no. So like, I think that, and this is really important, that we need to recognize how different men and women are in general. Um, and no matter what similarities I think I have, I'm different. And we need to cater to those differences. So, um, you know, how for a girl, it's really important that, you know, there's a deeper conversation. It's an emotional conversation. You're listening, right? For the guy, he really just wants to feel appreciated and understood and valued so that there's both sides have certain needs in the relationship and we are very different in those needs it's just very very different and um unfortunately today we've kind of tried to deny our own values and we're very shy of of each side each side has beautiful things that are needed um so no matter what happens when it comes to certain personalities and values at the end of the day there are going to be differences. So it's true that we should look for as much compatibility as possible, but we should also be aware that no matter how compatible we're going to be, there's going to be a major difference. And that's why there's such a thing in Judaism called Shanari Shona, which means the first year of marriage, which is a very fragile year in marriage. And there's certain rules, like you're not allowed to leave the home without, you know, without... Your wife's um, permission? Without your wife's permission, but not even for the night. For according to Jewish law, you're not meant to go in the sukkah on the first day of your marriage because you're you're still to sleep there. You mean you're to sleep there because no, you were committed completely to your wife. So um, it's it's a very fragile year. Judaism recognizes that there's huge differences that need to be worked on, at the, especially at the beginning of your marriage. So no matter how much compatibility you think you have. There's going to be a huge world of difference between you. Right. But yes. So yes or no. The answer yes or no is yes, we should have as much personality and compatibility as we can. And, and we find. look for those. We things, look for especially those. Especially when it comes to dating, you know, the, the dating resumes. Like when I look at resumes and I don't know the people well, 
First, I tell them. I mean, I actually personally don't like to match people if I don't if I don't know at least one of the sides like personally. So I wouldn't do it. I would just decline. <laughs> But if I do know, then I would look at what they both write. If they're if it sounds like they're both on the same direction, if it sounds completely like world apart, like why would I put them together? You know, it doesn't make sense. So obviously, we're looking for things that would make sense, and. That's the right thing to do, I think. I mean, 100%. otherwise you really don't have any connection. It's not enough that they both look good, you know, or they both live in LA, you know, or they're young professionals, or they do, you know, they like the same things. We spoke about that. They have to have the common goals or like the serious things on these resumes that they're looking into and they want, and to see, hey, it sounds like they're looking for the same things. Um, I don't know. Everything else seems cool. Doesn't mean they're gonna get married, but uh, they have a chance. Did that answer at all, Becca? Okay. <laughs> I would just say that the resume, you know, is just important for yourself. And what we've come up from tonight is, which is so important, is having your own definitions of what you are, yeah. what your must-haves are, you know. And you the, more, the more clear you are, it's true you'll close off yourself from many people in the world, but you'll actually make yourself more of a chance of finding the right one. So that's something which we've actually come to define tonight very clearly is the more defined you are, the more likely you're going to find the person that you want because you know who you are. The only way to find your soulmate is to know your own soul. Yeah. The more you recognize yourself, your inner self, you get to your core, then your soulmate is the most similar to you. So you know your soulmate more than anyone else. And, and what that means is you know yourself. Yeah, the more you're defined within yourself, the more you know yourself, the more you're clear with yourself, the more you're defined, the, the more, more you likely... work on yourself, the more you're going to hopefully attract that right person. And we've, I've had a lot of conversations with some of the women here, and we came to, you know, to agree of the fact that not always, when it comes to dating especially, and relationships in general... It's not always the other side. Obviously, when we are not finding what we're looking for, whatever it could be sometimes, and most of the times, we're either confused or we're not sure what we want or we, are, we have a, some work to do. It's not always within ourselves. the other person. We, within ourselves. So it's a lot of things that you know, definitely needs to... Uh, we're going to elaborate more when it's uh, you know, dating 2.0. <laughs> There will be more time for specifics. Um, But yeah, is there anything else? Let's see. Before we are wrapping up tonight. And by the way, shout out and, you know, claps to, whole, to basically all those who have reached out in previous weeks. And um, hopefully you found your answers. You know, I, we get all these calls and voice notes and we're happy always to answer and always make ourselves available for you. Um, and we're really happy that you know, those of you who took the initiative and really want to have some direction, do that. So keep doing it and hopefully you're going the right direction. And um, yeah, I mean, we're always available. doesn't mean if we're finishing now the dating series, doesn't mean we're not here. I mean, you'll, you'll see us online like every night, but when it comes to dating, always reach out. Don't, uh, don't hesitate. Wait. Well, what's, what's dating series 2.0 going to be like? You will have to wait and see. It's all the things wait, that we have. Wait, is it going to be like the same thing for new people or like new? No, content? no, 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 no. It's actually going to be for you guys, for those who did the first one. It has oh, to so be no new people. Yeah, I mean, maybe if there will be exceptionals, but or maybe yes. I don't know if yeah, it's we, just we more haven't stuff. thought about it. So we need to like we have the things that we want to uh, cover in the second one, but I don't know if the people will need the whole first dating series in order to transition to this. I don't know. So we need to discuss that. Um, mm. But possibly there'll be... There's so there. many things that we need to speak about. I mean, it's really... Yes. From, um, from where we were in dating till marriage. I mean, there's so much more. Yeah. And you guys have many more questions that come up, you know? So we just yeah. have to trigger them. Exactly. Um, that's great. Anything else, everyone? Be, uh, before we're really wrapping up, not just tonight, but this series... Anything you want to share with everyone? Anything you want to say? Just general? Three months. It's insane. Yeah, that's, that's a long time. It's beautiful. What's the next dinner? <laughs> I wish I would have an answer for that. We can have a poke bar or something. 
Yeah, no, I'm that down. Sound like, like I need an excuse to go over to your house. <laughs> I know a poke bar doesn't sound like Corona safe, so uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm not sure. Uh, Any thoughts? Come on, must be that you're thinking something after three months of doing this like dating series and uh, hearing and sharing and um, speaking. Anything? You I'm gonna miss you guys. It's gonna be weird. Hey, well, guys. We're still going to be around. I mean, Taco Tuesday is going to be back on <laughs> for everyone else because they've been waiting for that. Their Taco Tuesday has gone like um, quiet and happy hour before Taco Tuesday for three months. So people are waiting for that to be started. Gabe, did you say, did you say something? I was just saying uh, I loved the dating series. I thought it was extremely uh, productive and helpful. And you guys, you guys are... I've said this before, but you guys are a gold couple, of course, and uh, we should only all be so blessed and lucky to end up in a in a shidduch like you guys. <laughs> well, amen. amen, in the right, uh, thank you, know, you. The right appreciate person. it. <laughs> we appreciate that. Thank you. Um, and I listen, second what Gabe said. Yeah, well, we are. Excited. Meaning, Gabe just knows what to say. He always. You always have something good to say, huh? Yeah, well, we I know where Julia's uh, dating resume is going. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen. yeah, it's going right to Sharon and Jack. That's where it's going. It's not a secret, isn't it? <laughs> it's not a secret anymore. Um, well, listen, she's not the first one. I have a lot. I'm actually, someone already mentioned to me that I should put an, on our website, like this tab that's called like upload your resume or something. So people that don't necessarily know us, but they know we have a community of young people, they still want to send their resume. Um, so we are thinking to add it to the website. We'll see. It's going to take more time for me. So I don't know. We'll have to see if we're doing this. Um, but I had something that I wanted to say to everyone. I don't know. I'm blanking. Oh, I was saying that I'm, you know, excited to hear great news, whether it's in the next year too, whatever, dance at your weddings, do your chuppas, you know, your uh, Jewish weddings. We're definitely Amen. up for that, excited for that. There, there are two coming up already. So we're getting excited for those two weddings of Eishlet and um, hopefully two more in the near future. Amen. Oh, okay. Right. Okay, everyone. Have a wonderful evening. It's been a pleasure. You guys rock. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.